Welcome to Underscotted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hi, I'm Corey Felt, your host of Underscotted Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Tracy Maxwell. How you doing, Tracy? I'm doing wonderful, Corey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Good morning. Thank you for coming on the Underscotted to talk about the subject that we're going to talk about, the NCAA recruiting process and the dead period that is currently in effect right now until July 31st. Absolutely. I appreciate you reaching out to me and having me, Corey. No problem at all. So, Tracy, I help a community of athletes through a process of recruiting. And in that process, a lot of athletes have started sending me questions about what do I do now? What do I do next? And it's all because the class of 21 seem like they're a little bit behind the curve, especially for players who are just now getting started in the whole process. So I'm trying to help them understand what's the next step they need to take. And given that you have helped athletes in the past go through the process, I want to just pick your brain a little bit and talk about it for a minute. Sure. So the first thing on the table today is, how do they respond on social media? Well, you know, social media, uh, unlike in the days when you and I probably were playing, Corey, uh, you have access to a lot of colleges and an opportunity to reach out to a lot of college coaches. Um, fortunately, COVID-19 has hampered um, the 2021 class, uh, meaning that you don't have the opportunity to just summer get out to a lot of the sports camps. And I would encourage all student athletes, all student athletes, you know, you have to be innovative in now marketing yourself. And I say that by marketing yourself, the smartphone technology today, you have to show that you're actually continuing to work on your game academically and on your game. And meaning that you can use your smartphone to film your workouts. Those workouts should be placed on your Twitter account if you have one. And if you don't have a Twitter account, I would encourage you to set up your Twitter account. Yes, because Twitter Twitter now acts as almost a recruiting hub almost for athletes. So if a coach goes on Twitter, they already know who the number one, who the number two, all the way up to the number 10 athletes are in that respective sport. What we're running across right now is a lot of kids are the 11 and the 12 uh, person on a roster and they're not being seen or sought out as much as the top people because the top guys are going to have their, have their uh, notoriety out there. They're going to have everything going for them. So the kids that are behind the curve need to be on Twitter and their Twitter need to only represent that sport and their academics. Absolutely. That's, that's an excellent point, Corey. All too often I've seen where the content of which the student athlete places on their Twitter sometimes can be inappropriate. So I always share with student athletes and the student athletes that I follow as I watch the, the, the content of what they're putting on their plate. That is your sports resume. If you want to indulge in and stuff is totally inappropriate. I've seen student athletes lose scholarship because of the inappropriate material that they place on their Twitter. So it's very important that they have the right 
content on their sports resume, which is Twitter. And I personally done studied probably about a hundred Twitter handles. And I'm I'm starting to understand that when you're doing your Twitter handle, make sure you have your uh the year you graduate, your GPA, your travel team, your high school team. And um if you have taken the SAT or ATT, have those scores up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's excellent. And another thing, Corey, that they should have um on their Twitter page is their NCA clearinghouse identification number if they have it. The NCAA identification number gives colleges uh, the opportunity to, to look at their scholastic scores and to look at their GPA scores. So it's very imperative around 11th grade that they get that score and also place that along with their huddle link or a YouTube link um, also on their Twitter account. Now, speaking of the NCAA, um, I understand there's a price that you have to pay for that, but there's a way to get around that price. Am I correct, Mr. Tracy? Yes. Um, for Division One and Division Two sports, and looking at the NCAA um, Clearinghouse page, I think it's running around 90 to $150. Don't quote me on that, but the last I looked at. However, I've had student athletes who were underprivileged athletes whose parents couldn't afford that. So once they went on the site and registered, they could go to their guidance counselor and ask for a waiver for that fee. And I've had several student athletes get their NCAA clearinghouse that way. Man, Mr. Tracy, I want to thank you for that five minutes of wealth this morning and that knowledge. This is Underscouted, and that's the tidbit for the week. We out. Thank you so much. Take care. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keeper Time and Sports, and Maria Adorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes. <laughs>